episode 132 of the HHH Racing Podcast. This is an emergency podcast for the huge $81,000 pick six carryover today, Sunday at Belmont Park. Thanks for watching, everyone. Please make sure you subscribe on the bottom right-hand side of the screen. We're almost there. Almost there. 975 subscribers. I want to get to 1,000 I want to get to 2,000. I went to 5,000, but we're almost at that big 1,000 mark. Hit the notification bell. Smash that like button, the thumbs up button. You guys know the drill. There's uh, right there, right there. There you go. H Kravitz, at H Kravitz on Twitter. And of course, H Kravitz Horse at gmail.com. You guys all know the drill by now. Very quickly before we get into the pick six, uh, big week upcoming tomorrow is the draw for the Oaks and the Derby at two o'clock Eastern standard time. We have live shows eight o'clock Eastern Monday through Thursday. Again, eight o'clock Eastern standard time right here, full coverage of the Oaks and Derby, the best live podcast on YouTube. You're going to find 8 PM Eastern time, Eastern standard time every day, Monday through Thursday. It's going to be a great, Line up. Hopefully, we're going to see you and all your friends, a lot of people there to talk about the Oaks and Derby. Uh, yesterday, wow, did we crush on this podcast. And listen, this is a brutal game, very difficult game. And I've said many times I'm wrong, just like the next guy, but I try to be right as much as possible. And if you follow this podcast or follow me on Twitter, you made a fortune yesterday because... This podcast crushed the late pick five. The Sanita paid 3100 My co-host, Pete Visco, actually had it twice because of the scratch. So he crushed it yesterday. He had it for, what, 6200 The podcast pool hit for 3100 and was alive to 15000 with a bunch of horses. Uh, we had, what, Blue Stripe at 6-1. to one. We had uh, Midnight Memories to open the pick five who is a fantastic first-time starter. We showed the works. Anyway, I hated some favorites. They didn't win. Uh, we were on fire yesterday. Hopefully, uh, you did well yesterday. We've seen a lot of comments here. we got a lot of people watching. Let's check really quick. Let's see who's watching here. Ralph is here. Ralph, how you doing today? Horsey Dave, I'm glad you're feeling better. Let's crush it. Uh, Charles B. is here. Charles, fantastic. Uh, Val Place. Uh, Thanks for watching Val Place. I want a full apology on Blue Stripe right now on the chat. Uh, Val Place uh, sent me a message below the video player. He said he didn't like Blue Stripe. I understand it. Uh, just kidding, Val. You don't have to uh, pal apologize for anything. Just having some fun with you. But hopefully, uh, maybe you changed your mind and put a little money on Blue Stripe. Uh, Jim Pilar's uh, frequent uh, guest on my show. Uh, Really appreciate, Jim, the, the plug there. Uh, Faya is here. He likes Noda. Uh, let's see. Who else here? Uh, we got Michael Bryan. All the big people are here. Raise the day. Raise. I don't think I've seen you raise. Thanks for joining the show. Um, and, yeah, Andy was fantastic, by the way. Andy Serling, who is not going to be uh, on live today. It's his mother's birthday. Shout out to um, Andy Serling's mother. Uh, on her, I think she's 89. I think Annie said on the show yesterday. Outstanding. Anyway, and we got David Lupo. 
uh, also here today. Let's we got all the main players here. Please make sure you comment. I'm assuming a lot of you have already handicapped the pick six because it's going to be starting in, in what, uh, about two and a half hours. So anyway, let's jump right in. I don't want to take too much time. The last thing I do want to say, and, and I feel this is important. Um, so let me please uh, show everyone something here. I'm going to go full screen. Actually, I'll do that in a second. So I now, uh, let me let me put myself back on screen. I have two uh, co-hosts. They're fantastic. Pete Visco, I already mentioned him. Paul Halloran. Uh, I need to pay these guys. Uh, they're doing a great job. I mean, Peter already crushed uh, for 6,200 yesterday in the pick five. I need your help. Um, and I, I think they're worthy of it. I hope you believe that this podcast is worthy of it. Let me just get right to the point. I have two places where you can donate money. And a lot of people don't know this. On the top right-hand side of the screen, if you can see the cursor, it's actually the bottom right of the banner. You see the two horses here? There is a donate button. If you want to make any donation of any amount, it would be greatly appreciated to the channel. It does not go directly to me. It goes to paying the co-hosts. It goes to I'd like to eventually get some big-time guests on and maybe pay them or at least donate to charity. Uh, right there, this donate button, you can see it there. Please feel free to donate there. You can also donate somewhere else. I have now created a place on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor where you can donate. All you have to do is go, if you want to listen to the shows, you just hit the support button right here in the middle of the screen, hit support, and you can become a supporter of making a monthly uh, contribution. You can do it with a credit card, with Google Pay, whatever. Any donation, folks, any donation would be greatly uh, appreciated uh, from the viewers out there. It, hopefully, uh, you can make a small donation after you crushed yesterday's pick five or many other uh, great bets. Myself and my co-host would greatly appreciate it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into the pick six. We're going to go uh, pretty darn uh, quickly. There's Val. There you go. Hats off. All right. Thanks, Val. Appreciate it. Hopefully, we can get some uh, winners for everyone. So, Let's get right to the uh, pick six here. Uh, Charles B. Charles, I said on the show, don't single Miss Bigley, Charles. I'm just kidding. She actually ran very well. By the way, Miss Bigley, the nine in the Santa Maria, got a dream trip. Just want to say, got a perfect trip, and Blue Stripe still ran her down. She's a nice horse. Sorry, Charles, about that. But selfishly, I was happy that Blue Stripe won. Um, all right, there you go, Val. All right. I really appreciate that, Val. Thank you. Our first official sponsor, Val Place. All right. Let's get to the uh, pick six, guys. Now, this pick six, there's $81,000 carryover, starts in race four at Belmont today. Interestingly enough, and I'm probably going to eat my words here, yesterday was very difficult in Belmont. There are some pretty low-priced horses that I think it would be tough to beat. I think it is a chance, a chance this pick six can be chalky. Now, every time I say that, it's going to pay $300,000. But there are some horses that I'm singling as A's uh, that I think are going to be tough. So let's go ahead and uh, talk about that right now. So I'm going to go ahead and bring up the entries. Let's do that. And here we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Uh, it starts in race four. It starts at 141. PM. It's going to start with Maiden Special Weight, 
Phillies and mares, cereals and up on the turf, mile and the 16th. You can see the field here. There is a scratch. It's a field of 10. Marline favorite is the number eight. I believe it's pronounced Salabia or Salabia for Flavian and Chad. Chad actually has two in this race. He's also got the two co contemporary art. Let's go right to the PPs. I have a pretty strong opinion in this race. Um, the eight, Salabia or Salabia, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Salabia, uh, is my lone A in this race. Um, this is a 1.6. That's not a typo. Let me zoom in here. Uh, $1.6 million buy. Out, uh, this is a three-old filly by Medali Dora out of a Tappet Mare Orchard Beach. Orchard Beach um, only ran twice, showed some speed um, up at Woodbine. She's been working very well. I just want to mention a few things here. She's a three-year-old filly. You see there's not a lot of works here, which may give you a little bit of concern, right? Uh, the last work, by the way, was absolutely outstanding. And you can see it on the screen there. She worked with a horse called Lay the Groundwork. Lay the Groundwork is already a winner, broke her maiden with a 71 buyer. So she outworked a horse that's already won. And here's another thing I sort of like. If you go to Show All Works, she's been working – Back since last year, she was supposed to start as a two-year-old. You see all these works at Saratoga, including some very nice works. I do not know what happened. I don't know the story. Maybe she just wasn't ready to run, need to fill out. Maybe she had a minor injury. I'm not really sure. But she was meant to run last year at Saratoga. I think that's important to note. Uh, Flavian Pratt is on. Now, this is going to be fascinating because Chad Brown also has the two in this race, contemporary, contemporary art who has IRAD. And what we're going to see a lot now, starting in New York, is Chad putting IRAD and Flavian Pratt on his best. And the question is, who is on the more well-meant horse? I'm going to guess it's Flavian. I was not as impressed with the works on the two as I was with the eight. And not only that, if you just show the works here, you can see the two is only, um, actually was working a little bit last year at Saratoga but not very much, and then had a little work in December and then in March. So the two's got a little more stops and starts, has not been working for as long. Listen, the two can win, obviously, but I think my feeling here is the eight is going to be the, the more um, ready horse and the horse that's more well-meant. The five, who's going to take some money, I'm using, but I have some uh, things I don't like. She's already a four-year-old. Um, she's ran perfectly fine, and she can win. I'm not going to go through the fields, but she has not faced great fields, in my opinion. To me, I, I, I prefer the two Chads in this race over the five. If anyone else wins this race, I'll be, uh, frankly, very surprised. Uh, let me go ahead. Sorry, one second. got to switch something here real quick. All right, we're ready to go. Uh, I am going, and I don't have banners uh, today. I'm just going to say it verbally. I'm going 8-2-5. Again, 8-2-5 are my choices here in the first leg of the pick six at Belmont. Let's go on to the second leg, race five, as I switch my screen over here. Uh, race five is an allowance optional claiming 62-5. They're going a mile and a quarter uh, on the turf here, and I believe... 
This is on the inner turf. I'll double check that. Actually, no, it is on the outer turf. You see the feel right there. We got a big morning line favorite is the number two soldier rising for Clement Ortiz. Seven to five morning line had a real nice year last year. Let's just go to it right now. I think soldier rising uh, is that uh, it is on the inner turf, by the way. I, soldier ri rising is my lone a if he's ready off this layoff, which I see no reason to believe that he won't be ready. He's going to be very tough. You see he racing against your beer last year in the jockey club derby was way too far back in the hill prince to a slow pace and then ran well with a 98 buyer in the red smith losing to serve the king the horse has been working well he is a dead closer that's a small concern but it's a mile and a quarter i see no reason why i red won't time it correctly i think he's gonna be tough if he's ready he is my lone a soldier rising the number two my other main play would be the number three sanctuary city I am not a big fan of the jockey Ruben Silvera, but this horse is very good. I mean, he's got buyers consistently in the 90s, just ran second to City Man in the Dangerous Hour. Um, a horse I liked yesterday uh, came back and ran a close second out of this race. So I think Sanctuary City was by far the most likely other horse in here. If he had a better jockey, I'd probably consider him as an A here, but I just think... He's not quite as talented as Soldier Rising. But if Sanctuary City wins, wouldn't shock me. He's got recency. Uh, a few others I'm just going to mention. The four Mega Yacht is getting better and better. This is the other Clement and Rosario. I'm going to put him in there defensively. I'm also going to use two others. Box and score for Jonathan Thomas and Jose off the layoff. I'll use him defensively in case he runs a big race off the layoff. And then slicked back for Franco and Cox. I'm also going to use off the layoff um, as a newly turned four-year-old. But I, and by the way, slick back on September 18th was right there with Soldiers Rising. So perhaps I'm underestimated slick back, but other than that race, he really hasn't uh, progressed. So I'm mainly just going two, three here. It's, you know, I, if it's someone other than two and three, that's going to hurt my chances of hitting the pick six. Uh, let's see. We got a few comments here. Uh, let's see. Horsey Dave is asking about the five horse. I'm not sure if that's in this race or the previous one. I'm assuming you're talking about this race, Horsey Dave, uh, the five ombre. Uh, he's just slow. I mean, he's consistent, but he's slow. He's running in the high eighties. He's got to improve 10 points, eight, 10 points to win this race. I suppose he can do it. Um, I'm betting that he's not. Again, you can throw as many horses in here uh, if you want, but I'm not using Ombre. Uh, Richard Hens. Richard, I don't believe I've seen you on the show. Welcome. Please make sure you subscribe, everyone. Um, he had Sanctuary City. Sits too deep consistently to make that last second dash. Money and minor step out in class. Well, this is a step down in class, Richard. This is just an allowance race. So I think he absolutely fits in this race, Richard. Uh, he, he's definitely usable uh, for me in here. Uh, last thing, and we'll move on. Uh, Ralph, great viewer of the show, asks about Pratt. You know, I looked at Tango, Tango, Tango real quickly, Ralph. Again, he's just slow. I like his improvement. I think he's getting better. I think this is a big ask. I love Pratt. I just don't like him in this spot. Um, Charles mentioned that the turf was speedy yesterday. 
there is very little speed in this race. I mean, I I mean, I guess Ty of the Sea will have the lead, but he's not good enough. Um, just, you know, if you look at the early time form U.S., I guess Tango, Tango, Tango could be up close. Um, uh, Ombre could be up close. There's not a lot of speed in this race. I realize I'm taking two closers here. I just think they're, I think they're better. Um, that's just my opinion. Uh, all right, let's go ahead and move on to the next leg. This is where things start getting interesting and much more difficult in terms of price sources, etc. Uh, the next race is a straight 25 claimer for older fillies and mares that never won two races. They're going a mile. You see the field right there. There is a scratch, and I think it's a pretty big scratch of the five Matula because uh, he had, or excuse me, she had a lot of early speed. The Moyline favorite, and I assume will be the favorite in this race, is the number six, Scott Alaya, uh, for Carmouche and Nevin, a New York bred. Let's go ahead to that race here as I go ahead and flip over to race six. Give me a moment here. Actually, it's not winners of three. Excuse me. I thought it said not winners of two. Let me take off the banner here for that. Sorry about that. There we go. All right. Um... Oh, by the way, I don't know. Let me put myself back on screen. Um, I believe I said already, I'm going 2-3-4 in race five. Again, I'm going 2-3-4 in race five. In this race, race six, I'm going 2-6-3. Again, 2-6-3 is who I'm going with here in race six. Amity Island is very interesting to me for a lot of reasons. First of all, it's a great place because they have killer sharks if you're a fan of Jaws. But anyway, this is a horse claimed by Linda Rice and Lascano. This is an excellent, an excellent combination. If you're not aware, let me just show everyone the comment, the jockey trainer combo here of Linda Rice and Jose Lascano. I haven't actually looked at it recently, but I'm sure it's good. It's got to be good. Let's look up here. There you go. Last five years, 21% win. 50% in the money, Jose Lascano and Linda Rice. Pretty much Linda's go-to guy for the most part. The one thing I like, there's a few things I like about this horse. I like the claim. I like the blinkers off. I think the blinkers off is going to be good. She's ran her best race of the blinkers off. She's also dropping down. She's been in New York allowance spread, stake races, optional 45. This is a drop down in class. She's been working. Uh, she has one work since. I think she's going to get a decent stalking trip. My top choice here is the two, Amity Island. The second choice is a horse you can't trust, but I think will probably be the favorite, number six, um, Scott Alaya. Now, the five who is scratched was the other main speed. This six could be loose as loose can be and might just wire the field. Um, that 70 buyer, though, last time is a bit of an anomaly. I mean, if you look at her previous races, they're mainly 50s and a low 60s. So... Um, the horse also picks up quite a bit of weight. Um, had had an apprentice jockey at 113, 114. Now gets 123 with Carmouche. But Carmouche is excellent. This horse can easily wire the field, but do you trust this horse? I don't. Even on the lead. I mean, she's no killer. She's probably going to have the lead. The other horse I would use here is number three, How Lucky, for that apprentice jockey. Now, the apprentice jockey was on the six, Gomez. Now he goes to the three. Now, I don't know if that was... You know, the jockey agent's decision, if the connections of the six wanted a more experienced jockey, it could be a lot of things. So I'm not going to read too much into that. 
But this horse is improving for Fraso de Paz. She's getting better and better. She should sit a decent trip. It's second off the layoff for a newly turned four-year-old. I think she absolutely has a shot here. I'm going 2-3-6. I'm also using the four Carrick, who normally I would never, ever, ever use. But two things. Number one, a big jockey switched to Irad. And number two, these are the Noda brothers. And I'm not going to let Orlando Noda beat me out of the pick six. I'm using her. And I'm using the seven also, Alpine Queen. And I'm not going to show the last replay. But Alpine Queen started really slow in the last race with this apprentice jockey. And then rushed up and ran very well against a three to five shot. So Alpine Queen, the problem with this horse is the six is faster. I'm not sure how the seven is going to duel the six and then win, but I'm using her also. And I'm using the one very, very, very defensively just in case. This is a wide open race. This is a very tough race, everyone. I'm using basically everyone here. Uh, let me say, uh, yeah, I'm basically, I'm hitting the all ball in this race, but I'm playing an ABC ticket, so it's going to be weighted. But I will just say my A's are two, three, six, and in, Order of preference, I'm going 2-6-3 in this race, race 6. Let's go on to race 7. Again, thanks for joining the show. This is Howard Kravitz. It's episode 132 of the HHH Racing Podcast. Going through the pick 6 today at Belmont Park. Thanks for watching. A lot of people are, are watching. And again, if I may say, please make sure you subscribe there on the uh, right side of the screen. And of course, go on to, you can also listen to the show on Anchor, uh, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify as well. Please donate to the channel. I'd really appreciate it. You can donate top right-hand corner of my YouTube page. There's a donate button uh, within the picture if you look very carefully. And also you can go on Anchor and hit the support uh, button uh, on the home screen and you can put a very small monthly donation of the channel again any donation i'll be greatly appreciated all right let's get back to uh the pick six here race seven very tough race another tough race it's an allowance race it's a mile and 16th for three-year-olds and up this is for new york breads uh this is an n2x uh non-wars of two other than uh this is for again like i said three-year-olds and up now this is a one-turn mile of 16th, everyone. Here's the field. You can see it goes, it's a pretty big field there. I'm trying to get everyone on the screen. The Moyline favorite is the number three, Anejo, for Jack Sisterson and Flavian Pratt. Let's go ahead to the PPs. Uh, I thought this was a difficult race, everyone. Very difficult race here. Um, my, I am going, sorry. I'm going three, five, seven. Again, I do not have banners today. Uh, I just want to do this quickly. I'm going three, five, seven in race seven, but I am using many others in this race. This to me is a spread race as well. Uh, I am going with the Moyline favorite, but very with not a lot of confidence, frankly. Uh, the number three, Anejo, uh, ran a very big race last year at Saratoga going a mile and eighth, then was thrown into the Wolves, faced American Revolution on a quick turnaround. This race right here, just tossed that out, was coming back in two weeks, faced an absolute monster, had no chance. Took a long break, 
And then Jackson put this horse on the poly track at Turfway and ran just fine uh, in open company. I think this race was a complete prep for today's effort. Has two works since. Obviously can handle the dirt. Uh, I think he's very well meant here. I like Anejo quite a bit in this spot. A horse I think is under the radar in this race, sort of a long shot play for me, would be number five, Pier 40. Now, this horse doesn't have the upside as some of the others. Uh, he's already a six-year-old. He's only three for 34. He's Maybe he's a more underneath type, but he has not faced New York Reds in a long time. I mean, we can show, let's just show all the lines here. Uh, I mean, when's the last time he faced, let's, let's take a look here, Pier 40. I mean, the last time he faced New York Reds, was when he broke his maiden October 18th, 2020. Then after that, it's been all open company. Those condition claimers are not very tough races. But recently, he's been in, um, you know, optional. The starter allowance 50. Um, so he's been in. Sorry, I gotta switch this back. He's been facing tougher, at least in my opinion. Was in a stake race last time. Gets Jose Ortiz. That's a big, a big jockey upgrade on Pier 40. Has been working well since. I think Pier 40 at 6-1 to one, to me is very interesting. I know he's 3 for 34, but I think he absolutely fits in this spot. And my other choice here would be the 7, Pineapple Man. Can he wire the field? It's very possible. Uh, he was involved in a fairly moderate pace last time, going a mile. Ran a 79 buyer, got his highest buyer. Is he going to be loose on the lead? That's very possible. He's got a 113 early time form. And really, if you take a look at it, I'm, I guess the best idea from the rail with Jose, excuse me, with Irad Ortiz, is probably going to go. I don't think Anejo is going to be too far off. But when you really look down this field, it sure looks like uh, Pineapple Man is going to have the lead. I have two concerns, though. One, I'm not sure he's good enough. And number two, the extra 16th of a mile. But Pineapple Man... Is not impossible. And then my fourth choice, just very quickly, would be the four. Emperor's Cause. There's two things I like about this horse. Um, he fits by the numbers, maybe a little slower. But Trevor McCarthy is very underrated jockey. And I like the I like Chris Englehart, and it's a new claim. So, again, and, and by the way, I think this horse is better on fast dirt. Um, and it's going to be fast today. I've got three, four, five, seven. I have three, four, five, seven. I'll go, let's go like this. Here we go. I got three, four, five, seven. All is A's. I've got one, two is B's. I think this is a wide open race. Uh, again, in order of preference, I have three, five, seven here in race seven. Let's get to some comments uh, because I've been uh, ignoring those a little bit here. Go ahead and look. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see. Charles B. has a nice comment. What do you need to consider in the claiming races? Everyone that's good gets claimed. And really do the horse win when the claim's in for the horse? Um, okay. I don't disagree completely, Charles. I think there's a lot of reasons why. Uh, I don't know about that. Everyone's good gets claimed. I mean, people take shots all the time, Charles. So I'm not sure about that. But I hear, absolutely hear what you're saying. Um Horsey Dave was talking about the seven. What's the ceiling? I don't, I'm assuming you're talking about the seven in this race. Um, Val plays thinks he'll quit. Um, that's very possible, Val, but if it's speed favoring and he gets an early lead, uh, I don't think it's impossible for sure. 
Daryl wants Daryl thinks to join. Daryl wants to throw in the two. Um, I'm throwing in the two. Oh, I'm absolutely using the two. Um, I don't know if he's gonna be good enough. It's Rapoli. This horse is capable of bouncing back. This is not an easy spot from the rail in a pretty decent field. I'm using best idea. I just I'm a little negative to best idea. Ran real well first time, um, and I'm sure he's gonna be bet again. I just I don't know. Um, I, I, I think the rail is a tough spot. I'm slightly negative to the two, especially because he's going to take a lot of money. Um, that's just how I feel. Um, Horsey Dave is talking about the seven in this race. Um, so he was talking about the, uh, upward progression of the seven. So I'm guessing Horsey Dave likes the seven. Yeah, he's getting better and better. I mean, listen, I, I can't argue that. I mean, he's getting better and better for sure. I just think this is the toughest field. Um, that he's probably faced, and I think there's other speed that's going to give him a hard time. So we'll, we'll see. I'm using the seven. The seven is an A, Horsey Dave. All right, let's go on to race eight. Race eight, this is the penultimate leg of the pick six. Um, and I have a pretty strong opinion here. This is the license fee. This is a stake race, six four longs on the turf for older fillies and mares, $100,000. It's a pretty small field. You can see it's a small, it's a field of six in this race with a scratch. The Moyline favorite, too sexy. Even money, Moyline for Clement, who's got two. Too sexy is going to be written by Joel Rosario, who's fantastic. Here's my opinion in this race. I don't like turf sprints. I've said it many times on the show. It's not my favorite race. If too sexy is ready, she's going to be too sexy for this field. I too sexy for this field too sexy okay <laughs> don't don't turn off everyone <laughs> i love that show I, I love that uh i love that song uh anyway <laughs> uh too sexy is really good um she was peaking last year she loves belmont you can see at the top there four out of five in the money um she has the best buyers she's a closer which i don't love that but if she's ready She's going to win. She's my lone A. I've got three others I'm using as Bs. The other Clement, Miss J. McKay, has been running recently. It's really hard to close at Gulfstream going five furlongs. This turf course fits her better, although I should note she's 0 for 3 on this turf course. But she's been facing very nice horses. I think this turf course is going to suit. It's the other Clement. I've got her in the mix. I also have the four, Igloo. Now, Igloo looks much too slow but igloo is the only horse this is weird because i'm gonna put myself on screen a little bit here igloo is the only horse that has early speed guys so if you want to toss out igloo because you don't think she's good enough or fast enough okay i get it but listen igloo is going to have the lead if she breaks there is not a lot of speed in this turf sprint that's very unusual for a turf sprint she could definitely get loose in this race and if she gets loose and the turf is firm and she gets brave. Igloo is not impossible at all in this spot, even though she looks slow on the figs. I'm using Igloo for Eclipse uh, Thoroughbred Partners. The other uh, B I'm using as boy would be the number six, always late, coming off a layoff for Mott and Ortiz. Again, another horse that was improving. The problem is she was a closer last year. I don't think she's going to outclose some of these other ones in this race. I'm going to use her um, as a B also in case she runs a big race off the layoff, but I think she's a bit up against it. 
And then finally, I'm going to use the seven, Miss uh, Majorette, as an extreme backup for Cassie and Dylan Davis. This horse has been working really well, but again, coming off the layoff. My main opinion here is I think if Too Sexy is ready, she's just too much for this field and is going to win. But again, she is a closer uh, in a race that does not have a lot of early speed. So um, I wouldn't, you know, I'm not, I'm not going crazy on Too Sexy. Uh, I don't, I think that even money morning line is a little bit low, uh, but she's clearly the horse to beat in this race. Uh, Patrick is joining the show. Patrick, how you doing? I agree, Patrick. The four can absolutely wear this field if she gets loose, but she's going to have to step up her game. Let's go on to the uh, last race as we're going to go a lot quicker today and let you enjoy the rest of your afternoon or morning, depending where you are. This closeout leg, as usual, is very difficult. You have to spread here, ladies and gentlemen, as I go ahead and show the race nine. The last race is a main special weight on the turf, seven furlongs. It's for older horses, three-year-olds and up. It's a big field. You can see there, starting with Urban Forest, the two is scratched, the six is scratched, going down to the 12 horse, um, Akamar. The morning line favorite here is the number 10, Devil's Outlaw for Chad Brown and Irad Ortiz. Um, I have a strong opinion. I'm going to talk about this race a little bit. This race, this race, ladies and gentlemen, is completely wide open. You're going to have to save some money if you can for this last race. And I know a lot of people don't do that, but I think you're going to have to. I've got seven, seven horses in my ABC ticket in this last race. Uh, by the way, the last race, I'm going two, three, four in that order in race eight. I'm going two, three, four. In race nine, the final race here of the pick six, I'm going, in order of preference, three, nine, four. Let me repeat that again. Three, nine, four. My top choices in the last race of the pick six. The number three, Rugged Union, is fascinating for me for Danny Gargan. Now, a few things I want to mention. Uh, first of all, Danny Gargan, you can see, is fantastic. He's a new trainer. I mean, he was, this horse is trained by Pletcher, so obviously Pletcher is awesome. I like Danny Gargan. He's very good with new acquisitions. He's excellent off the layoff. You see these stats are at the bottom are fantastic. I watched these horses. I, I watched this horse work uh, at, not in person, but on tape. Rugged Union, the three, has been outworking some very nice horses that have actually won. Not stake horses. But like allowance types, Danny Garden has paired Rugged Union, the three, with some very nice horses. And if you don't think works matter, watch my show yesterday. Uh, he's been working consistently. He's bred okay for the turf. Broken vow. The dam, it was nothing special, but the dam did race on turf a little bit. The breeding is not convincing me of why I like the three. Why I like the three is strictly by the workouts and I trust Danny Gargan. If I didn't watch these workouts, I would have tossed this three immediately. I'm fascinated with this three. Maybe the three can't run, I don't know. But based on the workouts, based on stats, this is a wide open field. I'm throwing the three in there. I'm not, I'm not gonna show the works, I don't have time for that. But you can just trust me that the works down at Palm Meadows were good. You can see for yourself really on the screen. Um, I, this, this horse is a gelding, a new gelding. 
is new Lasix. It's a complete makeover. He costs two hundred thousand dollars. I mean, he was meant to be good. I think the three is interesting this race. Uh, another horse I'm using is the four Torpedo Run, who was sixty two and a half to one last time. This is a gun runner by a Stormy Atlantic mare. I don't know where that effort came from, but he ran very well. Obviously, this horse has taken to the turf. This is his second time on turf. Why can't he win? I see no reason why not. I'm usually completely against horses that were 62 to 1 the last time, but this horse cost 450000 and I think he's live. The other horse, and this might, th this horse is fascinating to me. Number nine, Smoke and Heat, who finished second last time. Uh, the horse uh, looks like he could be a turf runner. You look at the breeding, you can see the dam was a nice turf horse here. I want to show a little bit of the last replay of Smoke and Heat, who uh, was in a very small field. Smoke and Heat is the four in this race. I'm just going to show this very briefly as it comes on screen, and then we'll end the show here, um, unless it doesn't, it's not popping up for us. There we go. So the four here is in green. Now watch what happens to the four in, in, the, in the dark green. You see right there, he takes back. He didn't really have any trouble, but he takes back. What I like, it's a little bit hard to tell here, but he's got like a high knee action. You see this action here to me is a high. You see how he's climbing? He's like, he's bearing out. He's climbing. He's got a long stride. He's, you can see very, if you look really carefully, he's got a high knee action. That usually means the horse, the horse is better for turf. And you can see a little better now how high his knee action is, the way he's running. I'm going to go ahead and fast forward. He's way back here. He's on the outside. He's very wide. Just look at this uh, stride and this action. You see how he's reaching out? This horse absolutely is turf men to me. He comes up a bit short, but he runs a really nice race here. Coming on late, losing to a Klarovich. I, I think, uh, and he's, again, he's the nine today. Again, he's still reaching out. He's on the wrong lead. Listen, he was goofy in this race, no doubt about it. That was his first time. This horse is screaming turf to me uh, by the replay and everything I like about it. Gets Cancel, Dutro, first Lasix. I'm a nine is very interesting. Uh, that is my other A. Now, I want to talk about this 10. Devil's Outlaw is going to be the favorite, I'm pretty sure. He's bred unbelievably. He's by Warfront, my buddy. I just saw McClayburn. I'm Deli Doro, Mayor. Um, I have some concerns. Here's my, con he's, by the way, newly trained by Chad Brown, was trained by Joseph O'Brien. I mean, everything about this horse you would think screams seven to five and easy winner. I have some concerns. I really do. In fact, this horse is not an A for me. I repeat, this horse is not an A for me. First of all, he started as a three-year-old and he started on the poly track in Dundalk. Now, at this time of year in Europe, there is no turf racing. So I guess... If you want to take that as a, you know, that's not a negative. Okay. But all this horse does, second, 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 just a complete money burner. Could not get the job done at all. Taking a lot of money, facing really competition that's really not that good uh, at Dundalk, you know, over the winter there in Ireland. Where has this horse been? He's been off over a year. These works don't, the, forget the dirt works. He's not a dirt horse. I mean, these works on dirt are bad. But even the turf works don't really blow me away. He's going to be a very low price. The 10 can win, okay? 
Devils Outlaw, Outlaw can absolutely win this race. And if Devils Outlaw wins this race, and I don't have him as I don't have him as an A. If he knocks me out of the pick six, so be it. I'll take my chances. Um, the bottom line is I love what I've seen from the three on the replay. The four ran a nice race on turf last time. I get that he was a bomb. And I think the nine is fascinating. I just, the 10 just doesn't do it for me. And I love Chad Brown and I love Irad. And maybe the 10 is just going to run off the screen. I'll be completely wrong. I'm a little negative the 10. Uh, he's got some questions for me uh, to answer. That's just my opinion. Let's see what the people say and then we'll go ahead and uh, show my pick five here. Let me stop sharing the screen. Um, Charles B's got the two and the nine to close it out. The two I have is a B. I'm not going to show the PPs. I have the two as a B. Charles coming off a layoff. Looks a little slow to me. Horsey Dave. Horse 10 takes the lead all the time and yields in the stretch. Uh, I didn't see the replays. So Dave, Horsey Dave, I'm not going to say that, that he hangs because I haven't seen the replays. But obviously he's got seconditis. Um, so there you go. Um, Valplace mentioned. Uh, okay. Yeah, he's got a 110. Someone has a 110 early speed rating. Uh, yeah, that's Rugged Union. So maybe Rugged Union can wire the field, Val Place. Absolutely. I hear you. Um, and yes, Gargan's gray off the layoffs. I don't think we're going to get 12 to 1. All right, everyone, let's show my uh, ticket, and then we're going to close out the show. Again, thank you very much for watching the HHH Rod, uh, Racing Podcast today. Hopefully you'll crush that uh, pick six at Belmont. Um, and I'm using the one, by the way, Daryl, I'm also using the one. I'm using one, two, 10 as B's. Three, four, nine is A, one, two, 10 is B. And I'm using the 12 who looks bad, but has turf breeding as a C. But again, in order of preference in this race, I'm going three, nine, four, FYI. Um, okay. Uh, Let's go on to my pick six. Here's my ticket. Now, again, I feel like a broken record. I, I've talked about this many times on this show. I do not play caveman tickets. I'm playing an ABC ticket. I'll just say right now, good luck to all the Adelphi boys out there. If you're watching, hold on one second. Uh, let me just throw some shout outs to the Adelphi Racing Club. Let's see who's playing with me. Matt Cuter is playing with me. Uh, Jordan Zotz is playing with me. Can I say it on air? I'm saying it anyway. Hope you don't mind, guys. Um, uh, Brian is um, also uh, playing. I've got a few other people that are joining me. I don't want to say who else. But anyway, I've got a few partners here. I'm diving into this pick six as well. Good luck if you're playing the pick six. I'm playing an ABC uh, ticket. Brian Hahn, I believe it is. Shout out to Brian. Um, I'm playing an ABC ticket but if i were to play a caveman here's what it would be you see it there on the screen i'm going to go just with the chads if the five beats me the five would beat me in a caveman i'm singling the two uh in the second leg that would be uh, i get back with names here it's been a long weekend here that'd be soldier rising i would single then i'm going deep i'm going five by four i think the next two legs are completely wide open i'd single again the two too sexy and i would go three four nine to end the pick six so if i were playing a caveman ticket 
It's a $1 increment, so I know that's a bit expensive on the screen there. Get some friends together and play. There's my $120 caveman ticket. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I believe that will take care. Let's see if there's any more comments. Let me go ahead and uh, put up my promotional. There we go. Let's see if there, we have a, a few more comments here. Um, <laughs> William, you want to invest? Sorry, the bet's already made. I'm not taking any more investors uh, for this pick six. Sorry, William. But I'll tell you how you can invest. You can invest in the podcast pool and the super factor. I want to go through all the details Look at the previous podcast. I'm going to talk a lot about it uh, the next four days. But if you have no idea what I'm talking about in regards to the podcast pool or the Superfecta play, in order to play the dollar Superfecta in the Derby, you have to be part of the podcast pool. There's information below the video player on all the other previous podcasts. I'll put it up below the video player on this podcast in about uh, this video in about five minutes when I'm done with the show. Um, please look into that. And if you still have no idea, just email me. I'll get back to you. I'm doing, I'm a little busy this afternoon. I'll get back to you tonight. But if you are, again, want to invest in the podcast pool slash super effect for the Derby, you can start sending me money tomorrow, Monday, when you can start sending me money, uh, to PayPal, uh, real quick, uh, horsey Dave, I will be at Saratoga. I'll be at Saratoga week two of Saratoga. I will be there from July 20th, which is a Wednesday, until July 24th, which is a Sunday. I'll be Wednesday to Sunday at Saratoga week two. It's my first ever time to Saratoga. I'm excited. July 20th to the 24th. Get in touch with me. I'd love to hook up with all you guys, have a beverage, whatever. I'm also going to be at the Belmont. So if any of you are traveling to the Belmont, or any of you live uh, on the East Coast and you're going to be at the Belmont, I will be at the Belmont. I'm actually going to be the day before also. I'll be in New York Thursday through Sunday um, for the Belmont Stakes. My first Triple Crown that I've ever been to, I will be with um, the Adelphi Racing Club. Shout out to Matt Cuter, who, by the way, put in a – where is he? Yeah, let's get lucky today, Matt. I agree with you. Uh, by the way, Delphi Racing Club, check them out too. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I got to go. I got a lot of things to do uh, this afternoon, including hopefully hit this pick six. I want to thank everyone for joining me today on this emergency pod. I wish everyone fantastic luck if you're playing the pick six. And then, of course, join me uh, this upcoming week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Fantastic guest handicappers to talk exclusively about the Oaks and the Derby. It's Derby week. It's coming up. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for joining me. Good luck. We'll see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Eastern. Take care. Have a great day.